Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and Chief Sales Trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld. Welcome to the Science of Selling, the place where you get actionable sales insights that are backed by hard science. I'm your host, David Hoffeld. And today we're going to talk about a really important topic that will take your ability to present to the next level. But before we do, let me share with you something really exciting coming up, and that is the science of selling. The paperback version is going to be released in February of 2022. So if you've gotten the hardback version, and you loved it, you're going to want to check out the paperback version as well. Wherever fine books are sold, you'll find an opportunity to grab your copy there. And one month later, March 22nd, my new book comes out, Sell More with Science. So to learn more about that and how you can participate in some of the fun things we have coming up regarding pre-orders, we'll talk about that over the next few podcasts. So stay tuned because Sell More with Science is going to be a game changer. I went overboard. We talked about how do we apply science in the most practical ways. So the science of selling was focused on this big idea. How can science influence the selling process? In Sell More with Science, I kind of break it down and we talked all about execution. So a lot more exercises, a lot more practical examples. So if you want to use science more effectively in your day-to-day selling, that's a book you're going to want to get. I put a lot of work and a lot of time into writing it. And of course, like the science of selling and everything we do here at Huffell Group, it is packed with research studies. We present them in fun, entertaining ways. Sell more with science. Check that out. March 22nd. And we'll be talking more about it and give you a sneak peek of what's in that book in a future podcast. Today's topic, which is this, focus on client use. Focus on client use. What do we mean by that? The more we can focus on client use as opposed to the features of our product and service, the more successful you're going to be and the more engaged your clients are going to be, and the more they're going to be able to see how will your product or service really impact them. Because let me share with you what I see on a regular basis. Salespeople routinely focus on their product and service and just explaining it. And they do not focus enough on client use. And this is a major problem because the reality is Clients don't care. Your potential clients don't care about your product or service or your company. The reality is, what do they care about? They care about themselves. They care about their challenges. They care about how your product or service or company can actually help them. And we're not spending enough time on that. So I want you to focus more on client use. How can your client use your product or service? to help them solve some of the significant challenges that they have. And as we talk about this, let's get right into the execution of it, because how do you do that effectively? So in other words, how do you evolve your presentation from going to, here's what we offer, here's what it does, 
how do you evolve that into talking about client use in a way that engages your clients? The number one thing you need to focus on, you need to understand your clients more. Many salespeople I talk to, in fact, most of them focus way too much on the features of their products and services and way too little on understanding their clients. They hope that the client will just see value and apply it to their own situation where they'll say things like, does that make sense? Uh, do you have any questions? All of which adds almost nothing to the presentation. So how do we do that? Let me share with you a study that is, I think, really helpful in diving into this topic. And then we're going to talk about specifics. I mean, hang with me because I'm going to share with you exactly how to do this. I'm going to give you the words. So buckle up because here we go. This study I'm going to share with you is only a couple years old and it's a powerful one. And it focuses on hand hygiene of physicians and healthcare workers. The research has been pretty consistent over many, many years. And that is that physicians do not wash their hands enough. In fact, the data shows that it's about half as much as recommended. And this puts both those doctors and the patients at risk for spreading and contracting disease. It's a problem. And attempts to improve hand hygiene haven't worked at all. Uh, in fact, they haven't moved the needle in any significant way ever that's been recorded. And two behavioral scientists wanted to investigate this, and they speculated. They thought, well, maybe it's the way that hand cleanliness has been presented. So they thought, what if we just position this differently? Will that make an impact? So let me share with you what they did. They went to a hospital and randomly posted one of the two signs I'm going to share with you above every soap and hand sanitation gel dispenser. So above every one of them was one of these two signs. Sign number one was this. Hand hygiene protects you from catching disease. Sign number two. Hand hygiene protects patients from catching disease. And if you were paying attention, you would realize that there's really one word difference between those two signs. One focuses on you, the other focuses on patients. And they wanted to see if either of these signs would impact hand hygiene in any way. So I want you to think about which of those two you think would resonate most with healthcare workers. Hand hygiene protects you from catching disease or hand hygiene protects patients from catching disease because there was a clear winner. Sign number one that focused on the healthcare workers, them catching the disease had no impact on usage at all. Didn't move the needle, made no difference. And that is traditionally how hand hygiene had been presented in the past few decades to healthcare workers. It's a way to protect themselves. But the research shows that didn't make a difference at all. What did was sign number two, which presented the positive outcomes of protecting patients through hand hygiene, and that increased use by 45%. So that is a huge breakthrough. Now, why did that work? Let's cut right to it. Here's what the researchers found when they dug into why. They reported that the reason is because very often healthcare workers overestimate their immunity to disease, and most of them are extremely concerned about helping their patients, and they're highly motivated to help them improve their health. And so this sign really resonated with them. 
I share all that with you to just illuminate for you. When you understand those you're trying to influence or sell to, you are far more likely to be effective. In other words, in this case, researchers found that when they changed one word of a sign, one word, they increased compliance by 45%. This just shows how understanding the motivations of your clients and potential clients can make a huge impact in how you effectively position your product and service and how you help them see how they can benefit from what you offer. Because here's the reality. Your potential clients will tell you how to position your ideas and products and services. They'll tell you if you ask them the questions, if you do a good discovery, if you really seek to understand those buying motivators that are going to influence them. So in other words, when we think about what is my potential client's problem, what are the challenges that they have? Do I really understand that? Do I understand what that is, the scope of it, what's causing it? What kind of pain is that creating? What happens if they do nothing, if they just let this challenge fester and they ignore it? What kind of negative outcomes will they experience? Do you also understand their dominant buying motives? What is that? What do they gain? If they were to move forward with you, what do they stand to lose if they don't? Is that crystal clear in your mind? If it's not clear for you, it probably isn't going to be clear for them either. And it's hard for you to sell effectively without this information. Also, what are their buying requirements? In other words, who's involved in this decision? What are their perspectives? Who are the decision makers? Who are the influencers? What do they think about this issue? And what are the specific product or service parameters? that your client or potential client needs. Do we understand that? Do you understand the time frame they need it in? Do you understand all those things? If you don't, it's very difficult, almost impossible to sell effectively because what you'll do is, well, you'll just talk about your product or your service in general ways. And that's not what we want to do. We want to focus on client use. If my client uses this product or service, how will they benefit? To understand that and really convey that to them effectively, you have to understand the client. So this can often, salespeople say, it's easier said than done. I, I get I want to understand them, and I get those things that were just sharing matter, but how do I do that? Sometimes salespeople confess that, listen, when I try to go into these deeper dive questions, it can often feel awkward. So let me give you... Three things you can do right now to make sure that you never have that happen to you. Number one, make it safe by sharing what others like them are doing. What do I mean by that? You want to frame your deep dive questions, those second and third level questions in a way that makes it safe for them to share. Because oftentimes when you're talking about a challenge or a problem, it's uncomfortable, right? People don't like talking about it. Now they need to. It's in their best interest to do this. It's a way for you to serve them, but it can be challenging. And you might feel, boy, I feel like I'm really prying uh, in into this issue, which you need to do, because if you don't understand it, you can't help them solve it. How do we make it so you don't feel awkward and neither do they? Number one, make it safe by sharing what others like them are doing. What would that sound like in the real world? How about something like this? What a lot of other companies have found is, and then you share the challenge, and then you ask them specifically about it. 
In other words, you frame it with social proof. You let them know that this isn't unique, that they might think it's a unique problem, but you see this all the time because you do, because your product or service is a solution for certain kinds of challenges. And you run into those challenges over and over and over again. So let them know that. Make it safe for them to share more information by telling them that a lot of other companies that we've worked with, a lot of our clients experience really similar challenges to what you've just described. But I did want to ask you specifically about, and you can go deeper. It's powerful. It's easy to execute. And most importantly, it's backed by science. And that means it works. Number two thing I want to share with you is I want you to value their opinion. A second way you can prime your potential clients to be receptive to your deep discovery questions, those second and third level questions is value their opinion. What would that sound like? I know you've thought about this issue, so I'd love to get your perspective on, and then you talk about the challenge. If you build someone up and you tell them, I know you've been in this industry for a while, or I know you've worked at this company for a while. I know you mentioned earlier that this challenge has been present for a while. So I'd love to get your perspective on, that's kind of a label where you're giving them, you're valuing them. And so people will, they'll rise to meet that label. They're much more likely to share information when you value their opinion. You use that way of labeling them as this thoughtful person. You've considered this a lot. You've, you've lived through it. I want to get your feedback on. And now they will give you the information that you need. Third thing you can do is share an insight and have them respond. In other words, you can say something like, you know, we have a large number of our clients who are also, when they have the challenge that you mentioned, which many do, they also say that this often matters to them. I'd love to get your insight on that as well. So now you disclose that, or you share a data point or something that allows them to respond to it. And they're much more likely, again, it's just a way of priming them to share this information that you need so you can position your product or service in a way that really helps them see how they can use it. Because you can only do that if you understand your client well. Here's what I want you to always remember too. Ineffective and boring presentations are always focused on the features of products and services. Everyone is bored, probably except you, who's presenting it. Everyone else is. What great presentations do is they focus on client use. This means what will your product or service mean for your potential clients? How will they use it? Specifics. How will it benefit them? Not what does it do? That's the first step. But more importantly, who cares? How will it benefit me? That's what your potential clients are thinking. And then I want you to get specific. What are specific ways that they'll benefit. And you can get buy-in then by asking a beautiful second level question. So first thing, identify what matters most to your potential clients by engaging in that strategic questioning and strategic listening. Focus on those big areas we went over that you need to know. Identify, what do I need to know to really position my product or service effectively? Frame what you're advocating for, your ideas, your products, your services, with what your client cares about, connect the dots. The way you do that is when you introduce an idea or a feature or something about your company, you wanna mirror their words. You wanna say things like earlier, you mentioned the challenge and then you talk about it. That's why I wanted to share with you what we offer that I think will really make a difference and solve that problem for you, which is 
you can connect the dots. In other words, when you're talking about your product or service, the more you can inject your client and potential clients into that conversation, meaning make it about them, the more effective it'll be. The more it's about you and only you, the less effective it'll be. Because we're not here as sales professionals to do presentations. We're here to sell something. So it's not just about who presents in the most eloquent way about your product or service. Who cares? Does it create the change I want in my client? Does it compel them to act? That's what matters. That's what we get paid to do. So an easy way to do this is mirror their words back to them. Meaning if you've done your deep dive discovery questions, you're asking those first, second, third level questions, you're understanding what really matters to them. You can introduce things by bringing that back up. That'll build rapport and trust. A lot of research on that. It'll help people feel understood and they'll be more likely to comply with a persuasive request. There is decades of research, many, many, many studies that have proven all of those things. So when you mirror their words back to them and connect it to what you're advocating, they are extremely likely to comply. Evaluate your presentation. Where are some ways that you can focus more on client use? Where are the times when you're talking way too much about your product and your service and the features of it and even some generic benefits? Where can you inject your client and get specific? Because when you do that, it takes the engagement to a whole nother level. So focus on client use because when you do, you will sell more. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and use this idea and sell something. We'll see you next time.